Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> Welcome to the Greg DeMarco Show. This is not Greg DeMarco. Greg DeMarco is on assignment. I'm not sure where he's on assignment. Parts unknown. He's hanging out with The Undertaker in Death Valley. I'm not sure where. But we're still going to give you a show because that's what we do. And because Greg made me. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's what we do. And as, as you can tell, this is not Greg DeMarco. This is Patrick O'Dowd. Welcoming you into the Greg DeMarco Show here on thechairshot.com, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. I am not with Miranda Morales. There will be no um, Queen of Soft Style. I, I have the show, but I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Greg did find me a, a, a co-pilot, a partner in crime, if you will. The producer, the man himself at thechairshot.com, Mr. PC Tunney. Busy week for you, man. I saw you on Twitter uh, today laying out your week, and it sounds like you got a lot going on with with the wrestling podcast. How you doing, man? It, it great to be here. First of all, great to see you again. Um, long time no see. Ha ha. Very funny. Uh, we see uh, each other right. all the time, right? Um, yeah, I. You know, it's one of those weeks, but it's it's gonna it's gonna stay that way though. I mean, uh, I sent a cryptic tweet out the other day. I guess we can I guess we can talk about it here real quick. Is Chairshot Radio yes. is coming is coming back and and it's going to be seven days a week. It's going to be uh, likely every morning at a, at a certain a certain time every morning, and you're going to get all the personalities at the Chairshot throughout the week. You're going to get the guys from Bandwagon Nerds. You're going to get some of the guys from Outsiders Edge. You're going to get Mags from across the pond, the PIW guys, uh, Greg DeMarco, myself. Um, who else am I missing? AJ Belaz is going to be in there uh, with his brother and Chris maybe, Platt. Maybe Miranda, right? Like, Miranda that's too, a, yeah. A possible? So, and who knows? I mean, maybe we'll have Cook or Mitchell or whoever else from the chair shot on there yeah. and the countless other people that contribute over there. So it's just another way for all the fans to connect uh, with Chair Shot Radio and the personalities of the chair shot. But otherwise, yeah, uh, it's great to be here. It's great to talk some wrestling. Um, I, I'm, hoping it, <laughs> I'm hoping TLC's a big pay-per-view because I'm going to be talking about it three times this week, Patrick. I, you know, and it's it's funny because I, I once again tweeted, or I not tweeted, actually messaged you when you were like, TLC's this week, and I was like, I forgot TLC was this week, which is emblematic of one of the problems I, I have with with wrestling in general right now. Like, I gotta I gotta admit, before we go into this, it's not that I don't watch wrestling, like the current product anymore, but I really 
like some of the things that I have to find to enjoy, like sometimes I have to like find something to enjoy and it's, it's made it, it's made it less enticing for me to keep up. And, and I mean, to the point where, I mean, everybody knows I'm an old school guy, like that. I love old school wrestling. I'm rewatching the Crockett territory from 1983 on the WWE. Now I just finished rewatching Starcade, the original Starcade, Harley race, Ric Flair in the cage where I, I'm sitting there watching this. And I was like, man, Dick Slater was awesome. Like I loved that dude. And I was blown away by like how just great he was as a heel. And then I turned this on and, and you asked me if I watched raw and I was like parts of it, you know, got, got the gist of what, like I follow what happens. I keep up because Greg's going to hold me accountable to that. You guys are going to hold me accountable to that. But uh, I was looking at, um, like my favorite part was the the New Day uh, Hurt Business feud and match that that's going on there with and like I said Cedric Alexander acting the fool after after winning the match. I, I think and that was that was it. That was my highlight. I think there's a lot of things that are going on on Raw, especially last night that were really good. This is such good shit. I, I got to use some of these sound bites, right? I mean, Greg sent me some of these. He wanted right, to right, make, right, right. You know, make it sound more like the Greg DeMarco show, and I, I think. You got Randy and Bray playing hide and seek last night on Raw. It was hilarious. You had the Hurt Business. You got Matt Riddle running around pitching different business ideas to everybody. I mean, he pitched pronouns. He wanted to be on. He wanted to be on uh, with Bray Wyatt on, in the Funhouse and and pitch pronouns to him, right? And didn't get his ass beat. The week before, he had bronuts. I mean. Matt Riddle, like him or not, for whatever happened with him in his personal life, but he's getting over for me as a character. So it just seems like better writing, and a lot of these sketches aren't just one-off in the show. It's something that's carrying out throughout the show. Because if you think back to our favorite time in wrestling, 96, late 96 to, you know, 2005, man, great times in wrestling. And those major storylines right. and those mid-character guys who got over, they had little spots throughout the show and to me that feels a lot more like raw and what it used to be so i enjoyed last night yeah i'll admit i'm jaded like i think that that's a, a big thing and i don't know if it's just fatigue or, or what it is it, it is from that and some of it's just not the booking that i want uh, just to give everybody a rundown of what we're going to do today we are going to talk uh, about tlc we're going to do we're going to go back we're going to call back to what we used to do for pay-per-view prediction shows where we're going to talk a little bit about each match, uh, announced match on the card. We're going to say who should win and who will win. That way, that was always a fun thing to do. And then next week, Craig can rub it in my face, how wrong I am on pay-per-views. I used to be really good at calling pay-per-views by the way, uh, when I was less jaded as a fan and, and then I fell off and just like, eh, eh, I'm beaten down. But the other thing, uh, Greg put out a tweet, that I thought was a fun little conversation point that I, I, I figured you would be a good person to bounce off with and have a conversation with about Brock Lesnar. And then uh, we record on Tuesdays for a Wednesday show. And I was listening to um, Eric Bischoff's podcast and some comments that he made on his, uh, on the 83 weeks podcast this past week that I just think would be a fun little three minute warning conversation. And just to see um, again, your thoughts and whether or not, what Bischoff is talking about is on point or if he's a little off. And so I'm going to, we'll, we'll put those as the teases, but yeah, let's, um, let's do that. Let's break down some 
break down the the card a little bit for TLC. Before we do that, I'm going to take on the role of Miranda Morales real quick because this is about where she would uh, where she would push for you all to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and check out the chairshot.com t-shirt store. See, she's way better at it than I am. Uh, and all the great things that we have available to you as fans uh, to help support thechairshot.com and all of our awesome podcasts that we have on the Chairshot Media uh, Media Group. You can find shirts for things like Bandwagon Nerds. You can find uh, shirts for the Greg DeMarco Show for the Chairshot itself. You can find some of our great phrases like hashtag save tag team wrestling. You can see uh, Queen of Soft Style, the, the shirt of Miranda Morales, all kinds of wonderful, wonderful stuff. The uh, shirts run at, at $19.99, or if you're feeling a little fancy, as I like to say on Bandwagon Nerds, you can take it, kick it up a notch, get it soft style, spend about 25 bucks, and all of that goes to helping us provide the quality content that you see or hear. Sorry, some of you can see, like if you watch some of those uh, those YouTube shows, but that you hear from us week in and week out, uh, and no greater compliment to us and the work that we do than supporting us and our opportunity to share our opinions and our views on wrestling sports entertainment all of it sports entertainment it's good stuff so prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot the chair always use your head well should we should we talk a little uh should we talk a little tlc here you know yeah um, let's do it all right I'll, I'll run down the card here uh i'll try and you know go a little lesser into the, some of the greater main events that way let's let's start with um well we talked about the hurt business already we got the new day versus the hurt business for the tag team championships that's cedric alexander and shelton Benjamin. obviously no big e anymore so we got kofi and xavier woods what are your thoughts here who, who should win who will win so i think the hurt business should win I, I I'll lay that out there first. Just if for no other reason than I just I'm always tired of the new day having the the world tag team or the tag team titles. Uh, they're 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 a, they're a made team. They don't they don't really need it. I don't know if the hurt business really needs it. I I think that the story itself and where the direction has come for me, it's really been about the story within the hurt business and Cedric Alexander as this piece. And I, and I mentioned it at the beginning, like. Cedric's so excited to be a part of this group and yet he's kind of speaking out of turn and you can see it and so I wonder what's going to happen here and that's why I think that the New, ba- New Day is actually going to retain because I think Cedric's going to either get a little overzealous or he's going to be taught a lesson by the Hurt Business and, and prevent him from from continuing to sort of be a part of this. I just see it being a turn, uh, this being a possible place for a turn on Cedric where where he's he's out even though he just sort of just got in and uh, at least gets put in his place and I think that'll lead to the New Day retaining and and Cedric maybe being out of the Hurt Business just as quickly as he was there it's it's hard for me like this is tough when we're talking about all these matches here who should win and who will win what kind of pay-per-view do you want to have at the Royal Rumble you know what I'm right. saying um, obviously I could see all the Hurt Business and all of the New Day being in the Royal Rumble but are we going to run this championship match back again at the Royal Rumble? Because whoever wins here, 
or do they not even defend the tag team titles at the Royal Rumble? That that's a possibility as well. They have Me. they have so much stuff they <laughs> could do. Awesome. Like I hopefully they don't give us a nine hour pay per view at the Royal Rumble. Um, that's been a big thing that I've been liking lately is that the pay per views have been a little bit shorter. They they've been under three hours, over three if they've had to with the gimmick matches. But I don't know. I don't know who should win, but I think the New Day will win. Right. I think that yeah. LOL New Day wins. It's, it's whatever. I, speaking of t-shirts that I should really plug for Greg, we need to get an LOL dot 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 somebody wins, whether it's Charlotte. That was my that was my favorite for a while, and then, then she took a little break. But yeah. Um, the I, Again, it's going to be January. Stupid pandemic brain, man. I think January Royal Rumble season. That's my favorite pay-per-view. And uh, and I forgot about it. Yeah, the tag team, the tag team wrestling, it's always such a backseat thing. I think that this story has the legs to go into the Royal Rumble, and maybe that's what they do. Uh, so I think that also lends some strength to the new day, the new day retaining. Let's stick with the tag team championship matches here and go to the other side sure. in the women's match. And last night we seen Oscar make a save for Dana Brooke and Mandy when they were out the ring, and they were kind of you know the faces left in the ring somebody's apparently going to be replacing lana after her injury apparently um nia Jax, they said it was a leg and arm injury <laughs> so we'll see what happens there i i think nia and Shayna should continue to be the tag champions that's just my opinion i don't see any reason for asuka to be having the tag belts if it was with lana and that's what they were going for maybe but here i think they should and will win nia and Shayna Baszler. I agree a hundred percent. I think uh, Oscar and Lana was the story they were telling, or well, Lana was the story that they were telling. Lana and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, with Oscar kind of being like the coach him up sort of thing. Like, and they had those little, you know, the backstage things where she's like, "You can do this, you can do this." A lot of I can do this, I can do this, and then going out and and pinning Nia before taking, you know, before taking the beat down. And so this is one of those things where you know an injury hurts the story because it's it's going to make it kind of leaves it as an incomplete and, and once that happens there's no reason in my opinion for Asuka to go over with a to be determined partner and Nia and Shayna Baszler as this just dominating force I actually feel like they should hold the women's tag championships for a really long time if we're going to keep them together and just run roughshod for a while until you're building a pair that you really want to kind of shock the world and make that win win meaningful yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more i mean it's funny too because you know we're talking about tag team wrestling here two different championship matches at the upcoming wwe pay-per-view where bret hart pretty much came out and shit all over vince for not caring about paper uh, for uh, tag team wrestling and ruining a part of the business this week I, I don't think it's ruined i just think that we haven't had the teams that have been able to get themselves over enough to see that all vince right. wants to do that i mean yeah, I especially in the women's division. Like I think that on the men's side of things, I've always I've always been challenged and I always talk about the progression of tag team like the tag team championships in the WWE. It always seems like the WWE is in love with the idea of tag team champions to to be a to be two up and coming people like they they throw a lot of teams together to then use their teaming to build a feud 
And so the belts become part of it because they, it's the whole like PC Tunney and Patrick O'Dowd are at odds, but now they're tag team champions. How will they work together? And very rarely do you get a Sheamus and Cesaro situation. Usually then like it runs for a little while until it runs their course and they break up and they start fighting. And the, and those teams, those dedicated teams don't seem to then get the play. That's a great thing about for all the complaining I just made about the new day. Like that is a great thing about the new day, have, like being a dedicated team that sticks together and does all these things. Uh, the Usos is another was another example for a long, long time. You just count on them being a a team. Like they were a team, and they weren't going to break them up. And, and those those teams don't get elevated the way that LOD was or Demolition, the Heart Foundation, the British Bulldogs. If we're going eighties, uh, the nineties, the Hardys, uh, and those guys, the the Dudleys, um, people like that. Well, the brand the brand split doesn't help, I don't think, because nope. you know you're talking you're doubling the number of tag teams within the same company. Basically, I understand the roster is a little bit bigger, but percentage wise, it, it doesn't match up. But it seems like Vince almost uses tag team wrestling as an, a way to further characters and storylines as a tool now, as opposed to uh, continuing to grow and build a division over time. It doesn't matter to him whether it's up or down. It's just this tool in his toolbox that he always has to grow characters and storylines. And that, that's, yeah, I right. mean, I, I agree with what you were saying there. I, I think we're on the same page. We want to move on here? Let's keep going, running down this card here. We talked yeah, about we talked about Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt playing hide-and-seek last night, the long-storied history <laughs> with them. Um, I still remember when Bray Wyatt's refrigerator was all the rage inside that house that Randy Orton burned down. So... What what are you looking to see here? I, I think we're going to have a great match. Yeah, these are two of the best guy, the best talents on the roster, put together, and I'm really excited about this because I just feel like three years ago we got such a disappointing finale, really, to that feud. Like in, in my opinion, you know, I think you think back to the WrestleMania match with the the projection on the on the mat and it was it just felt shortened and rushed and just didn't feel like a good it felt like an unsatisfying end to a, to an intriguing story and to, to have that kind of come back to where again you talked about burning the house down we're burning what was it he was in that that we set on fire or that that bray like burst out of or am i thinking maybe i'm i think i'm, I'm thinking back might, to the house you might have got your, you might have got your cinematic matches mixed up <laughs> right got everything i'm i'm discombobulated it's it's noon on a day off um i don't know just just right just the two of them i feel like having another opportunity to tell a good story together i don't think this feud ends today i don't think it ends at all i think that we get a we get a maybe a cinematic match for the royal rumble who's the dancing partner for uh Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble then. Sheamus, likely. I mean, what what do you do with Randy and Bray? Do they, they, are they just storylined into the Royal Rumble now? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know I, who should win? Who will win? I, I would say Bray should probably win. I think, he right. will, I, I think he should and he will win. I think he's somebody that could actually be in the storyline going towards WrestleMania, even though it doesn't seem like that's what they're going to be doing. Right. I, if you're if you're telling me who between the two of those that I would rather see go after Drew next, uh, Randy just did it. So let's yeah, just kind of booking wise, Bray Wyatt makes the most sense coming out of that. And and frankly, again, I think about this is one of those where 
I'm very passionate about Bray Wyatt needing to be the to to needing to get some what I what I feel are some solidifying victories towards like a, this could be a legacy victory for Bray Wyatt if that makes sense like this could be like a hallmark and I'm not saying he's not a top guy I'm not saying that people look down on him but like a strong victory over Randy Orton that propels him into a, a, a title feud with with Drew McIntyre that can again tell a good story between the two of them makes the most sense. So Bray Wyatt also told a couple jokes in the ring, and I'm not sure if you heard them. Yeah. Did you hear them? No, I missed them. What, what were they? So uh, how do Vipers keep their windshield cleared while they're driving? God, they vipe them. They use no. wind. Yeah, they use their windshield vipers. Yeah. Hey, and the one that actually had me laughing was the first one that Braid asked. He said, how do you measure a viper? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't got, I... In inches, because it doesn't have any feet. Bray Wyatt's dad joke game is on point. Oh, Those are some great dad jokes. He had a phenomenal Christmas sweater, too. I think I might get it. So head on over to, after you go to thechairshot.com and visit all of our stuff, after you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot, then spend some money on WWE, that Christmas sweater, I, I might have to get that one. It says, let me in on the front of it. Freaking phenomenal. Nice. Uh, let's, uh, Let's move on to the women's, back to the women's division. We got the big title match, Sasha yeah, versus see. Carmella. I know that you are a gigantic Carmella fan. Uh, She's my girl. Go. I don't have any Carmella music. I'm sorry. I should. I don't. I don't. I, I was I was trying to get the settings up and switch my background picture faster, but you beat me to it. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, F-A-B. Oh, no, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, you, you are you are every bit the Greg DeMarco that Greg DeMarco is, sir. Here, real quick sidebar before we get into Carmella and your, your love and, and the storyline that's going on right now. There was once upon a time an idea that Greg, myself, and DP, because we are all big soundbite guys and we all have a big extensive list, we were going to have a show where we didn't talk, we just played soundbites, but we never got around to it. So let's let's get back to wrestling. Let's get wow. back to wrestling. <laughs> I love my girl Carmella being back. Uh, I'm jealous of Corey Graves. But and her, her return, like it's so funny because I'm excited. Like I was like, yes! And look at this new entrance. Look at the sh- the shadow thing with the red. And I was like, yeah. And everybody else was like, fuck Carmella. And I'm like, damn it. But, I mean, yes. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, anyway. Sex, please. <laughs> right. Carmella's not winning this match. Like, I, I love my girl, but Carmella's not winning this match, right? Like, she's not beating Sasha Banks right out the gate. That's just not, it's just not what we do. Isn't that interesting, though? Doesn't a part of you feel like what you just said towards the end of while it was coming out of your mouth? You're like, oh, it is Sasha, though. It is Sasha, though. Like, how long are her title reigns? I mean, I do feel like they are going to bring it all the way back around, and probably her and Bailey at WrestleMania would would make a lot of sense to me. Or not. Maybe Charlotte wins. It's it's so hard to tell in the women's division because you have a major player like Charlotte not around right now. Um, She's too busy dancing. It out somewhere. I don't know. Well, to it's, me, 
to me, there's only one person that definitely won't lose, and we'll get to that match, and I'll tell you why when we get there. But I do see Sasha. Sure I do see Sasha winning, and I do think she should win as well. I agree with you. Absolutely. I, I absolutely think Sasha should go over. And, and I love me some Carmella. I love her new look. I love... You know, it's not that different of a character, but yeah, I love I love her, but she ain't she ain't going over. All right, let's move on over, and I think I got some bad news for AJ Styles. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Drew McIntyre is set to be on Stone Cold's uh, Broken Skull Sessions directly after TLC pay per view this Sunday on the WWE Network. Do you think the newly defeated? Former champion Drew McIntyre will be on Broken Skull Sessions. I don't. No. <laughs> we talked about AJ. We talked about AJ a couple of weeks ago on the DeMarco show. And AJ Styles really is like just kind of that great insert. He's Edge. That's that's the way I described him when Edge was the main event guy you could count on to be the legitimate so main event guy yeah, they go after a title that people did you miss that one trying to... did you miss that one i i heard i heard it in my, in my background but i didn't quite get it trying to so get does rule. yeah they do <laughs> yes but edge edge is really the I mean, aj's kind of taken on that edge role of the of a main event guy he's gonna win titles he's also a good plug-in with like we don't we're we're losing X, Y, and Z feuder. We don't quite know who should be a good contender for these intermediate pay-per-views. AJ Styles. And, and you can argue that it's a creative has nothing for you sort of thing. But AJ Styles is he's just that guy. And and until other talents are ready to kind of elevate that, you know, or take on an elevated role, AJ's a good sort of stopgap. You know you're gonna get a good match between those two, right? Like you know it's gonna be good. And at the end of the day, Drew should continue to win. He should continue to be the champion that he's been. And I think he will. I, I Drew McIntyre for basically a year as WWE champion. Like, Drew should keep it going. I agree with that. They're still establishing Drew McIntyre. And that's what the feud with Randy Orton was all about. I mean, he he, he right. won the title, then he lost it to Orton, and then he got it back to him from him. And and that's an epic feud within a small amount of time for a guy who is just kind of finally cementing his, his handprints in the sidewalk of, of, you know, formidable and important WWE champions in history. So I, I definitely think he's holding on to the belt there. WWE has so many ways they can go on the other side of how AJ Styles doesn't win this match. We've already seen Miz involved. What they did uh, doing the, the Christmas Carol reading of the Which book the and the acting. Was the Unfucking believably great. How great is Miz and Morrison? And like you said, and then the heater that AJ has right now in almost is phenomenal. Like that guy is getting over so big right now. He is building so much stock in his potential of what's going to happen with his career right. with fans. I mean, that guy's going to be absolutely huge. So. I can, could see. Can I tell you one of my favorite parts of that skit, though? Sure. It's a little thing. Did you see who was on the cover of the Mrs. Book? No, I didn't. I missed. It's it. Mick Foley. Is that's perfect? It's Mick Foley. It's Mick Foley jumping off of a ladder, like on the cover. I was like, that's adorable. That's look excellent. at that. I love it. Yeah, I actually I was I was doing a bunch of work this morning on my laptop and watching Raw at the same time, so I did miss that. But it was phenomenal. Morrison was hilarious as as a you know a comedic actor as well. So I, there's two ways I think they could do this. 
Miz is definitely going to cost AJ the match, right? Miz and Morrison are going to cost right. AJ the match. They've been working together, right? Now, what if after that happens, a, a prone McIntyre is left there for the Miz and they can get rid of the money in the bank because Miz cashes in and AJ costs him that back. Or we can give AJ That's the briefcase good. because we can have a match at Royal Rumble now for the briefcase because they're in a feud, right? So we can do a whole number of things. Personally, I'd like to see Miz keep that briefcase well into the road to WrestleMania. Um, Drew McIntyre should win, will win. This is a great storyline, all together with all these awesome. pieces. Real, real quick, I really appreciate you giving some love to the Miz and Morrison. By the way, I'm I a think huge that Miz one fan. of the, I I hate I hate Twitter sometimes, wrestling Twitter, but I love it. And people really don't recognize these guys' accomplishments as a tag team because they're funny sometimes. You know what I mean? Like we're funny that really? we don't recognize how good you guys are. Really, 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 really. Really, 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 really infinity. Really infinity, nice. I and, and I love I love the Miz and the career he's carved. Like if you've ever listened to me on the show, like the Miz, his 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 Hall of Fame career just keeps getting bigger and better. And Morrison is such and Miz and Morrison as a, as a pair are such a great pair together. They play off each other so well as you say like lamb and tuna fish and i just i i love them and i love the work that they do and i i think people you know they're multi they're a multi-time tag team championship team they're multi-time individual tag or title holders and they deserve your respect iwc they really do roman reigns taking on kevin owens this is also a match where we're pretty darn sure that the champion's going to stay the champion. I can appreciate the fact that we're going to get a good wrestling match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. I can appreciate Roman Reigns is the best storyline going on in all of professional wrestling, in my opinion. Um, and I'm not trying to slight anything else that's going on because I'm paying attention to a whole lot of uh, other companies that I that I normally don't. So I just think wrestling's been really good, but Roman's been the top of the top of the heap here for me. Should and will win should and will be a great match a thousand percent a thousand percent i agree with you all the way there's there's just no reason to move on from this road this roman reign story i think has legs for days days and days and days am i and am i stepping on the toes of 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 um of what we're going to talk about next with with goldberg if i or with brock lesnar if i bring up goldberg here no i don't think so okay that's his going to be his dancing partner at WrestleMania, apparently. I mean, The Rock, we're, we're looking at 2022 because they want to have fans around. It doesn't matter right. what you think! And, and I think, honestly, you need fans for that match, and it will rival, if they do it right, it'll rival the Hogan Rock pop. Like, when, I, when people ask me to, sh you know, why I love wrestling and things I show them, it's funny. I, I show them... I don't show them entire matches, but I show them moments. And I can't believe how many of them involve The Rock. But Hogan and The Rock, that WrestleMania crowd, is one of them. Chris Jericho's debut on Raw, the who very in, first who one. In the blue hell are you? And when they announced, yep. And when they announced The Rock as the host for WrestleMania, 
that pop I, I get chills thinking about that pop when it showed up so you you gotta have that in front of people you just gotta so let's assume that's the case and let's assume that this vaccine works as well as we hope it's going to be and that the distribution and consumption and everything else with it makes everything possible that by the end of summer in 2021 things are almost back to normal that means we get wrestlemania 2022 i asked the wwe vince and the booking crew committee if it's going to be roman and the rock at mania 22 I don't care if one's on the ramp and one's in the ring. I don't care if one's at the commentary desk and the other one's in the ring. I don't care if one's on the Titan Tron and one's in the ring. I don't care if one's in the crowd and one's in the ring. I don't care if one's on the steps leading up into the ring and the other one is in the ring. I don't ever want to see The Rock and Roman Reigns in the same ring at the same time until the bell rings at WrestleMania in 2022. That's where you get the pop. That's where you get the pop that you just described. Hey, man. Thousand percent. And I think, um, and even then, the bell's going to ring and they step in and then they don't do anything well, they just, for like a minute right. half to two minutes. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, you just, just stare let, off and you just let the crowd, crowd and, do its thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yep. No one's better at that than the rock. So it's <laughs> it's, it's going to be, if this happens, it's going to be epic. I shared with I think I shared it with the bandwagon nerds thread, which has most of the chair shot in it now. It's become kind of the chair shot radio thread a little bit. But there was this horrifying picture tweet of the, the beginning of your 2021 heavyweight champions, and it was Goldberg in one picture, and or no, it was uh, it was Goldberg in one picture, and it was Sting for AEW and the other holding belts. I don't want that. And if Goldberg and Reigns is the match at WrestleMania, I don't think we'll get that. Uh, I hope Goldberg has enough sense to know that he shouldn't beat Roman Reigns, period. I say that, and then he beat Brock Lesnar when he shouldn't have beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Well, I was there when he won it uh, from Kevin Owens when they flashed Chris Jericho's they flashed Chris Jericho's <laughs> Titantron before Goldberg came out, or before the match. <laughs> oh, no. So we all knew. I looked at DP, I'm like, okay, we know how this is ending, right? Goldberg's champ because Jericho comes out? Right. Let me um, go back to Kevin Owens real quick, though, because there's something magical in intense Kevin Owens and him beating the shit out of Jey Uso is just awesome. And I just Kevin Owens can do so much and is one of the nicest people I've ever met in the wrestling business. I've, I've actually met him in person. He back in the infancy of the DeMarco show. Nicest guy ever. But the intensity he brings when when he really wants to bring it and just be a firebrand is so great and I love it I love what he's doing I think that this is a good story for him and Roman Reigns and I I feel bad that he I don't feel bad that he's going to lose this match cuz this is not going to be a loss that hurts Kevin Owens as a character or as a persona moving forward and so while I, I already said it but Roman Reigns should win and will win but I think Kevin Owens is going to come out looking great too it's a guy who can work on both sides of heel and face and do it effectively, make you love him and root for him and make you hate him and want him to lose. That's Kevin Owens, very underrated and undervalued uh, part of the WWE and could be, could be an extremely more valuable part to, if he ever got into an AEW or, or, or an impact, if that was happening such a big style. So I'll just, just add that in on Kevin Owens. What are your last thoughts on TLC? 
I think it should and will be a great pay-per-view. I'm always looking forward when we do the tables, ladders, and chairs thing. Lots of great combatants, lots of great matches. Yeah. I, you know, I always look forward to the the, the pay-per-views. It, oddly enough, I think that uh, a lot of times they get wrongfully maligned as being worse than what they really are. I think that this card looks pretty strong, at least at the top. I think the top three matches, because I'll throw in Orton and, and Bray, are, are going to be very memorable and that people will be talking about those in a good way coming out of it. And when you have a top of a card that's strong, that's what people remember at the end of the day. And so I think we got a good pay-per-view lined up for us. I'm excited. You're excited. Feel these nipples. Folks, we'll be right back after a commercial break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, welcome back. So when we were talking about the main event, you brought up Goldberg, and we're worried that that was going to stomp on the 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 next topic. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring up, uh, in honor of the departed Greg DeMarco, who's away on assignment, uh, doing something in Arizona, whatever that is. Somewhere in America. I will... He's on a bus tour. He's on the Lex Express. Maybe he's playing Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's one. This is one I haven't heard in ages. Yeah, he could be. He could be watching NXT. We know he loves. All right, I'm better. I'm better now. Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. This is. I'm used to this. I'm used to this. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for you to. You've played the uh, you've played like the wah wah wah, but there's the one that's just like the straight up horn that he uses to cut Miranda off with too. So like if you find that, I look forward to that. And then there's the K. Did he give you? Did he send you the K? Awesome! Yeah. I came to the K. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. I came to the K. Beautiful. I haven't said anything that's really warranted that today, so that's that's always a good start. But anyway, we thought I thought it would be good to, to bring an element of Greg DeMarco to the show, even though he's not here, basically in response to a tweet. So a couple of days ago, somebody by the name of Kevin uh, put up a, a picture of Brock Lesnar and said, admit it, you miss Brock Lesnar, to which Greg replied, I absolutely do. And I replied with a kitten shaking its head saying, nah. 
and we went back and forth about I'm wrong, you're right. Looks like Christopher Platt. Like a lot of people replied to this. Holy crap. Um, Platt. Greg says anyone who isn't is lying to himself. So here's the thing. I don't miss Brock Lesnar. I'm not a big fan of Brock Lesnar. I'll own that. Like I, I appreciate what he brings to the table as a, as a persona. I do not deny his, his ability. I do not deny his capability. I, I don't, I think his story is pretty one note and not compelling um, to me in in the sense that you kind of know what the story is every time he comes back and you always know what the result is going to kind of be when he comes back. And so not a big lover of that and have never missed Brock Lesnar. So before, before we, I mean, if you want to dive into that a little bit, Tony, I guess I'll start with, do you miss Brock Lesnar on WWE programming? I'll I'll say this first. I don't as of as of this moment in time in WWE and just for people who may not have ever known or listened to anything I've done and don't know what kind of wrestling fan I am. I, I enjoy all types of wrestling. I don't necessarily have the time or necessarily have the inclination to watch all types of wrestling. But I've seen every single Raw ever, ninety percent of SmackDown, and every single WWE pay per view in the WrestleMania era. Okay, so I'm a big WWE guy, right? Not being said, I'm not an apologist. But I think you're kidding yourself if you don't think Brock Lesnar is so unbelievably important to what's been going on in WWE for the last five to six years as far as keeping them legitimate number one company. Now, they'd still be there, but this goes for people that they have within their army of combatants, right? I mean, he legitimizes so much, and he would do the same thing for any other company, right? I think Brock Lesnar needs to be a way to be effective and not be around all the time. So that's kind of where I'm at. Do I want him to come back for this year at WrestleMania? Yeah, it wouldn't hurt if they do it the right way, but I'll be honest with you. This go-around, Brock Lesnar going away again, they've done one of the better jobs they've ever done of filling the, the, the part of his footprints that the rest of the people within their company don't when he's not around. I don't feel like I'm missing him like I usually do or am going to, not for a little while yet. Right, and I... Because he's been, he's basically he's been gone since Mania, right? Like he lost to Mania, and we haven't really heard from him again. And there's some elements there of of where they could bring him in. I think a lot of people with Paul Heyman being, you know, behind uh, Reigns, that that that's a possibility. He could come back for Drew. That's a possibility. I, you know, I say that I, I don't really care for him too much, but I'll also admit that when I was at Money in the Bank and he showed in Hartford and his music hit, the place exploded. His value is is unquestioned and there's just nothing to it. I just, I don't, I don't even know that I feel like there's a void there. You know what I mean? And I think that's really what, what I would, what I get at is like, if he came back, I, I guess do, do do they need him back yet, or would it just be kind of a, a cherry on the top? And I guess that's kind of what you were saying. Is it just seems like it would be something that that might enhance what seems to be a pretty decent run right now for the WWE, in my opinion. Yeah, COVID I, not was. It, it to me, it's the first time in a long time that I haven't minded that it is five hours on top of two hours of NXT a week, because I think they've done a great job with Roman Reigns. And leading that side and other supporting storylines and to me the, all the things we just talked about on raw uh i thought raw was been was and has been really good lately who in what context would you want to see a brock lesnar return 
It's, like if you were if you were to book it, because I think most people well, assume you would take a tie. Here's what here's what the predictions are right now as far as like the WrestleVotes account or whoever else you know the people that that are supposedly insiders that you know get stuff right some of the time is that it's Orton and Edge as a non-title main event. It's uh, Roman and Goldberg, and it's McIntyre in a triple threat against Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar if there's any kind of fans. If not, maybe Lesnar's not even around. But there's not going to be a Rock, so I I don't know Brock I. Why doesn't he just come back the night after WrestleMania instead? I mean, here's the other thing: you got to think about show, right? you got to think about how does that going to affect Paul Heyman and, and Roman Reigns? Did they put Brock Lesnar on Raw? Right. Back on Raw, he could go back to SmackDown and feud with Roman. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things you could do there. If he comes back, obviously there's lingering things with McIntyre. It would be kind of cool to see both guys vying. Like you're not doing your job because you're half with Roman and half with me. That'd be an interesting storyline if Heyman was on both Raw and SmackDown in, in those roles. Do you think Keith Lee would be ready for Brock Lesnar by himself at some point? I think they're hoping he is. I think they really are. Yeah. I think they planted the seeds, though, thinking that if Brock isn't around, they're okay with McIntyre and Lee at WrestleMania. I mean, obviously, right. it's really the third main event match for the men in that order because Orton and Edge is above that and whatever Roman's doing is going to be the number one thing at WrestleMania. I don't see unless Becky Lynch has a comeback here. That's the only other person I could see finishing <laughs> WrestleMania and I don't see her coming back till maybe SummerSlam next year. Maybe even the Rumble yeah, can next we, year. Can we, can we let Becky Lynch enjoy the time that she has with her newborn daughter for fuck's sake? I, her and Seth both. Here, let's, let's get a real quick uh, <laughs> one of these on this show for the first time ever. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. My opinion, man, is Becky should stay out until Royal Rumble 2022. What's your opinion, man? I, I think that, yeah, year, at least a year. And, and not even, because I, I do think that, yeah, she was around in a force, but... I think we were ready for a break. I think a break from Becky Lynch, like the longer you hold off her return, the bigger it'll be. That's also another one of those that I would love to see with people if she's coming back at all. You know what I mean? People in the stands, it's so crazy how much I miss a legitimate WWE crowd. I'm not talking about that AEW business where we got 50 people making a bunch of noise and being morons. A full, a full arena is special. And I get when I hear reports of that's what Vince is pushing once so badly that you you know you hear it supported by Bruce Pritchard and all of the folks within that inner circle because that's that's the other reason why I'm not really big on Brock because the I've heard the pop like I've heard the return from absence pop in person live at fucking Hartford Hartford Connecticut people this is not a big place and it was still explosive like music hit and the the thirteen thousand whatever that were at that show, which it wasn't, it was like eight, that went off for for Brock Lesnar going through. I was like, that's I get it, I get it. People are important, and yeah, I think Becky Lynch Royal Rumble twenty twenty two at the earliest works for me. 2021 just I don't if you're holding out hope for that I don't think that's I don't think that's a thing so let's bring it all back because Becky and Brock right, right. kind of are paralleled each other on different you know 
male and female sides of Different the WWE, attract, right? attractions, yep. In that way. So, I mean, wrap wrap up the Brock Lesnar thing here. I don't want Brock Lesnar back yet. I don't think um I don't I don't think now's the time. I think that the roster is too strong and I honest to goodness want him to come back after somebody that we're not really thinking of out of this group of people, maybe outside of Keith Lee. I would love to see him be an obstacle for Keith Lee when Keith Lee is ready. Uh, and, or, and, and, or another sort of young NXT guy. And I know there's a lot of threads left out there for him to, to wrap up, but even if it's Keith Lee, maybe emerging as a contender, if you do bring him back, if you do bring back Brock, I don't want to see him against Reigns. I want to see him against Drew. I want uh, Reigns' story is too good to to throw Brock Lesnar into the mix, in my opinion. So if you're gonna if you're gonna bring him back, give it give it, give him back to Drew McIntyre to to get his win back, and, and then someday down the road, I hope it's that Keith Lee has built himself to be the guy to to get the to get the Brock bump, if you will. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution, bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. All right, Greg's gonna be. We're gonna get we're gonna get his little hour timeline. It's gonna be perfect, and we we actually could go like three plus minutes with with what, what we put together today. So thanks for coming on, Tony. By the way, I, I really do appreciate you you jumping in and taking taking the audible and filling in for us. So, and you've been a wizard on the soundboard. I, so I have some experience there. I practice. Right. I, I, I need you to get Greg DeMarco, the G.I. Joe, uh, knowing it's half the battle. I'm, I'm sure I'll be getting that request as soon as he listens to what we did with his show today. <laughs> hey, hey, Patrick O'Dowd, uh, top 10 uh, cartoon of all Saturday morning of cartoon of all time. G.I. Joe Amen. was one. It was one A, one A and one B with the Transformers. Anyway, so for a three minute warning this week, I, I mentioned this. I listened to a lot of the Conrad Thompson family of, of podcasts, and I listened to this past week's 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, and he talked about something. They were they were discussing Starcade 99, which Eric regarded as like the worst pay-per-view he'd ever watched in history and felt so bad about it that he wanted to apologize to everybody who was involved with the pay-per-view, even though he wasn't working for the company at the time that the, the pay-per-view was dropped. And 
they got into a conversation and it started with sort of what was what was the angle or what could single out like the downfall of WCW and Eric in this conversation and in the, in this discussion piece he got into this concept of people still want to see a protagonist and an antagonist going after it. And he was very intentional not to use the face heel sort of terminology. And Conrad went after him about, you've cut the, you, you cut the legs out from baby faces by making the NWO cool and, and all this great. And Eric disputed that with, you have to have a good story for that concept to work and that baby faces really struggled with it at the time because they didn't really adapt and that story is really what matters and just thinking about what greg has talked about in terms of whether or not faces or heels exist it was it was similar but not the same and so my question to you is where are we with with this dynamic and what what does story do to kind of either build or, or take that away from from a good product? Because I think that's that's the question. I think to bring this back to the beginning of the show, I'm struggling with some of the stories that to, to find it compelling, and I find it particularly challenging in AEW. Like I just I don't like like the stories don't make sense to me. And it seems like there's a lot of throw them out there, and you're supposed to like this person because we because reasons. The longer the roots are, generally, the, the further the, the emotion becomes, good or bad, and it's just a stronger feeling right. that people will have. I, I think we've been put into this era now where it's such a short attention span that a lot of the storylines are not set up to fulfill your needs in that way. They're set up to keep you entertained for the moment, keep you keep your attention briefly so that you continue to watch. I, I don't know. It, it's just a different way of consuming things in my opinion. You know, um, I don't necessarily know you think that it's partly. Well, I, oh, would, I was just going to say, I don't necessarily know that I agree or disagree with Eric Bischoff. I think a lot of what his experience is, is a lot different and doesn't necessarily apply to what happening, what's happening today. You know, if that makes any sense. Well, and I, you actually kind of segued nicely into the question I was going to ask, and that is, is the nature of episodic programming impact, has, how has that impacted the stories that we consume now? And I think, you know what I mean? Like, as I do think that they were very, like, has, has, has storytelling changed that much other than maybe that they're shorter? Well, it's a different rating as far as, Age, age consumption wise the demo. I mean the big time so you're a lot you're a lot more restricted there and you know the, the funny thing that we never say and no one ever comes out and says is you know you can shit all over the WWE and, and, and you're always whenever you have something that, that's that big and successful you're always going to have underliers and underdogs and people love to root for the underdog right and, and the voices right. of people who are angry are generally ten times louder than the voices of people who are satisfied but Vince McMahon is the ultimate winner. Everybody True. continues to bitch and moan and complain about him, yet he's a billionaire, has the largest network, uh, and everybody watches his shit at the same time. And there's so many more avenues to watch his such good shit, pal, than there is anyone else. It's really interesting that you brought that that sort of the umbrella of the WWE, because one of the other points that was brought up in the podcast was Bischoff talked about he brought up the demo thing that you hear everybody's he's like everybody's talking about demos now 
and it's like this new way of, of pretending you know what your audience is and he was like he brings up he brought up this point that wrestling really was is, is like a legacy watching sort of thing and talked about how the wwe really does he's like you know that 18 to 49 demo is very very important yes he's like but number two is teenagers and he would say and i would argue number three is is children and he was like think about what got you into wrestling when you were young and he was like you you know a lot of people started watching wrestling as kids with their families with things that parents were comfortable having their children watch which is why you know he argues that hogan got so big and that the 80s were so big because the wwe found a way to create the audience and and reach across and make what he what he argued was like a legacy audience and what his big concern as he talked and he he didn't talk about aew directly but he mentioned is like focusing all these legs like if you want to win 2021 then go after the 18 for 49 demo period and don't worry about the other but if you want to play like this long game it's not just that demo it's like that's your primary priority but you also have to build the legacy and, and keep the audience and he questions whether or not that's still going and that's still what we're doing i think we summed it all up right there i think this has been a hell of a right. show it's, it's I've had a great time finally talking wrestling. I mean, we both work together basically for the chairshot.com right, right. and all Patrick and I do is get together and talk about comic books, movies, and sports. We don't talk any wrestling. So this was, this was fun. Right, right. I, I had a really good time today. Good. I'm glad you were able to come on. Uh, and that is going to do it for, uh, for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco show. Before we go, uh, I don't do a Greg DeMarco style. So tell everybody where they can find you. Um, you know, and in the Twitter sphere, the internet sphere, the chair shot sphere. Just go to at PC Tunney on the Twitter and everything you need to know will be right there. I actually did my first fleet this morning. I think I put about 10 or 11 pictures in there with some captions. So head on over there, check it out. You'll see a little bit of the visual history of the DWI podcast, which could be also interesting. A young, Ooh, a young PC, nice. a younger PC Tunney and DPP, I believe closes the reel. So there you go. Stardust in your eyes. A glitter. <laughs> a glimmer. And you can follow me uh, on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Hopefully, looking looking forward to having Greg DeMarco back next week. Nice as it was for you to, for you to join us today uh, with Miranda Morales with Greg DeMarco. But that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. Um, Thank you very much for listening and have a great week. Don't do it like that, baby. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.